Okay, well, now we have two. Yes. But um, since you, you have the list in front or... of you, we can go with that. We can continue. It's up to you. I actually, I actually don't have that list. Um, oh. We can continue, but uh, um, I actually don't have that list. But I, I think I did most of the debriefing on the week and the weekend and yesterday particularly. So what are your thoughts about um, uh, what, what have you seen? You asked me in our episode for be inspired, what I've seen change in Boyertown. Yeah. What have you seen change since when approximately I would have been there last, like we'll say um, late nineties, early two thousands. And that's sort of when you retired. Lots so through your environment now. Yeah. yeah. What are some of There's your biggest so many problems? things? Well, a lot of a, a lot of what's changed is uh, um, the um, efforts to revitalize Boyertown as a result of the uh, establish, establishment invention. Uh, that's not the right word. Of uh, building a better Boyertown. Yeah, and all the things that that has inspired, and of course, I can remember when we first opened um, Studio B. There were very few opportunities to what participate in the arts or to get excited about what was happening in Boyertown, and we for a while. You know, people are our fans and our patrons would tell us we're the we're the most fun game in town. Whenever we had an opening, everybody came and it was packed. I mean, our openings even now, but really at the very beginning, I mean, there were some openings that people had to leave the gallery in order to allow other people to come in. It was so wow. packed. I know. Yeah, wow. It was really cool. Anyway, as a result of that, um, you know, and, and when we look now at Boyertown, and that was 2008, Building a Better Boyertown was established in, what, 2002 or 2003, one of those dates. So a lot of things happened between 2002 and 2008 in the community, you know, got together and tried to decide what it wanted to become. And so then people worked on creating activities, worked on creating festivals. Chris and um, Chris and Jeff Carver, for example, started um, Oktoberfest. Okay. And the promotions committee, as part of building a better Boyertown, established coming out of hibernation. And for a while, we had a cruise night and invited all kinds of cars from car clubs and so forth. And we had all sorts of, we tried to do something different. We had the dog days of August, for example. We tried to do something once a month. We uh, created two pictorial history books to uh, feature different properties, different um, churches, different, you know, what the schools were like back in the day. Anyway, there are two books that I edit, helped edit um, a, a pictorial Boyertown. Anyway, we building a better Boyertown established a lot of a lot of activities and so forth, which began to attract other businesses, 
and other people and other other nonprofits to grow those that were here and or to 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 invent something for example a spots museum carl a spot general carl a yeah. spots museum okay yeah, the I railroad like yeah. yeah i didn't see that Zach the museum of historic vehicles has expanded and just done so many wow. cool things i mean i think that you know, just the idea that we're going to make this happen inspired everybody in their own arenas to say, what can we do to get stronger, to get better, to do more cool things? And so there's a lot of things that have happened as a result of, um, or since since you left Boyertown, yeah. okay, and since I retired from teaching. Yeah. So. What is the inside of the Boyertown car museum look like it's filled only, with cars it's filled with okay. vintage cars right but is it just kind of sort of have, have they done anything with like the presentation of it because i was through that once i think probably maybe even during jury day and you mean this past jury like day jury no, day is every no. year are you talking about in the when 90s when i was a kid yeah oh, okay. i'm talking about the 80s um i'm not it was sure that like it was inside a warehouse that's the same thing uh I, i'd love to see something not like the location but like do something inside that warehouse it's to just it, better present it it's it's an amazing place with amazing vehicles in it but it's a hard yeah. place for me because it is a warehouse and yeah. the acoustics for you know <clears throat> the it's difficult, but they hold class reunions there all the wow. time. They hold events uh, there all yeah. the time. Not my favorite place. My favorite place is the Orioles and will always yeah. be the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was actually something else I wanted to suggest, uh, not just to you or Studio B, but any of the organizations doing. Like you had said about um, at Studio B, you have to kick people out to let other people in. You know, essentially back in the day. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things that I remember from the 08 campaign when it was still in the primaries of Hillary versus Barack. Okay. Hillary was having these very intimate and very productive town hall meetings in a firehouse. Mm -hmm. And Barack was having them. President in Obama stadiums. In, yes, yes. In stadiums. And, and people hear about, oh, he in D.C., for example, oh, he's going to be at the Verizon Center, mm -hmm. is where the Washington Capitals play. Mm -hmm. They don't know that early in that campaign, mm -hmm. he's only using a quarter to a third of the arena. There's a huge curtain, we'll say at the blue line, mm -hmm. and he's only using for the event that one end zone. I understand. Yeah. And the other two thirds of the arena is empty. However, say you don't see that till you get there. Yeah, I get you. Exactly. When you schedule something at like you've got an opening coming up. Yep. Uh, for something, I guess it's probably a little too late for for this one, but when you start promoting that. Mm -hmm. Have something with, uh, what's it called? The other farm. Mm -hmm. 
uh, other farm or Ironstone mm-hmm. and schedule and, and cross promote, have them do it too, and so on, an after party for after the opening. And, you know, and walk right down and, the street. You talked about Bill Cherkasky saying to you, I'm only one guy. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Okay. So, yes, we have, particularly when we first opened back in 2008, you know, we went around to the restaurants and said, we've got an opening coming up. Why don't you promote, you know, an artist special or a patron special on the night of our opening to bring people from the gallery after the opening to have something to eat or, you know, have, have a little after party, as you say, but just like Bill Cherkasky, just like us, people are trying to survive. You know, there's only a couple of people involved. And I don't say that as an excuse. It's just reality. I mean, it's hard to do everything. So, yeah. Uh, And that's what's so frustrating is Mm -hmm. this is the lesson, uh, you know, I'm trying to help everybody else there learn. Mm -hmm. All they did was they said we're at the, the event was the same thing that Hillary was doing. Also. Uh -uh. Uh, Got him. (laughs) He knows I'm recording. Shout out to Paul. (laughs) Well, that's that's uh, yes. why like, you have to take that. You know, does no. does he have a tire no. or no? No, he knows. Okay, he's telling All me right. he came home. He he's on his way home. He's okay. telling me that he did not win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's a, <laughs> that's the usual phone call. That's so. a, I'll let that, you know if that changes, but that's L- the Lewis usual Black phone talks call. about that. You know that uh, that uh, gamblers are the most opportunistic and optimistic people ever. It, Ever. They keep going back. The yes, casino they keep going back. <laughs> but you know, um, back in the day when he decided that this was something he wanted to do on a regular basis, you know, I had to uh, what rationalize the whole expenditure. Not that yeah. it's my money; it's his. You know, other men play golf. Some go hunting. You know, yeah. some travel. Uh, we do none of those, and for him. And actually, anybody is the only form of entertainment I know where you have the potential, the opportunity to come home with more money than you left. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. happen often, but. No. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play to win. Yep. 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 But, exactly. But my, point about, my point about Barack versus Hillary yeah. is that he was doing the same thing she was. He it's just, just how to do it better. Yeah. Well, well, not necessarily better, just bigger. Bigger. Mm-hmm. And while she really wanted to hear people one-on-one talk about issues, mm-hmm. he had people doing that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying his, he's in a bigger environment giving his feedback. Mm-hmm. And so my point about the restaurants mm-hmm. sh- should be helping out or, or should be, they're going to gain from it too. And I they're know. not doing anything different. I know. All they're going to do is have more people in doing the same thing. That's I it. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would say don't I'm let that and, and throw it to it. And I'm not saying you need to do this on your own. I, I know that's not realistic. But if there is any building better 
b- b- Boyertown better or, or building back better or, or <laughs> building doing. better Boyertown. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell the committee, give them that Barack versus Hillary example. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, just with bigger results. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't have to do anything. The, the restaurants wouldn't have to do anything special. Mm-hmm. Except for you know, put it out on there that that chalkboard that's out on the sidewalk. Okay, so so uh, taking your idea, um, Ellen Martinetti, whom you met Wednesday last Wednesday, she yeah. was in. Okay, we were talking about the Before I Die wall, but she had a map of Boyertown created, listing businesses and nonprofits and attractions and food venues and so forth and has asked the railroad. We had a meeting with the railroad people a couple of weeks ago and said, we need to do more cross promotion, cross promotion, just exactly what you're saying. And so we tossed around some ideas during that meeting. And one of the things she did since then was have a map created and the railroad offered when they have trains excursions running to hand out the map of what else is available in Boyertown to the people who buy tickets. So thank you. But, and we are, you know, we're, we're, you know, doing some baby steps. We're doing some baby steps relative to that. That's, that's yeah. I I would love for the restaurants to cross promote our openings, for example, and get on board with that. And we probably need to make another attempt to, you know, to do that kind of thing. So anyway, yes. You know, you do the same thing, even if they have their own photographers, Mm -hmm. you know, promote their food. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. This is, you know, farm cooking, you know, from other farm. Yep. Or Ironstone. Yep. yep. And, you know, get to, I know you said you don't go there, but uh, as far as like as a member, but, you know, get to the Orioles. And you have them use that upstairs space mm-hmm. or let people that aren't members into the downstairs mm-hmm. and make it a membership drive. Mm-hmm. You know, those people don't have to come every week. Are you all sure you don't want to, are you, are you sure you don't want to move back to Boyertown and make all this stuff happen? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was just you know, thinking that, you know, to talk about it more on my own show. Exactly. And, and, and you know, frequently, and, and that's not just for Boyertown. That's anything, anywhere. Right. I, right. I mentioned to you when I was there the guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who mm-hmm. is an um, first or second generation immigrant, uh, second at least, actually, because um, you know, his his parents, I think, came from, I think it's Eastern Europe somewhere to New Jersey, and he had to help out as a kid in his parents' wine store because we all know how Jersey is so good for wine. Um, mm-hmm. he was making $10,000 a month. I think it was, I think I told you a week, but I think it's a month as a kid, like 12 years old, 13 wow. years old, selling baseball cards in the mall. He had his own mm-hmm. kiosk in the mall. Mm-hmm. He's popping 10 grand a month. His dad says, okay, you're old enough. You have to help in the store. Now mm-hmm. he gives that up for $140 a week. Oh, and his dad thought as a kid that was making good money. Yeah. So fast forward to his adult entrepreneurial ventures. And now he's like a huge influencer 
uh, very inspirational. Yeah. Very inspirational messages and so on. And he's also a little bit like me in that he's a, he doesn't sugarcoat. You know, he drops some F-bombs here right on a social media or whatever he's got to do to get a point across. Mm-hmm. And he says that if you're not on social media, if you're not in your own website, you're invisible. Invisible. Yep. And, and things like social media, he refers to uh, word of mouth on steroids. Mm-hmm. But he also talks about cross promotion is that why would you not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to teach you to do it. You tell me why you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard? Mm-hmm. And he kind of leaves people a little stupid feeling because <laughs> they've got excuses. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, they kind of realize that they're not any good. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So if you need me to zoom in on uh, one of the next BBB meetings, you know, you let me know and, and, and I'll make the argument. Sounds good. I'm not, I, I will mention it to Al, to Ellen and, um, and see how we can get some of those ideas moving again. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I and just sent out a memo today. Go ahead. But even if it's because, you know, building better Boyer town is at this level, and I hate this phrase because it's like one of the other cliche phrases that we talked about while I was there that I hate. But maybe it's time for the entire program to level up. You know, when you're at the gym and you work out for, you know, X number of weeks or X number of months. Right. You know, right. right. You know, it's time right. more right. weight on. Yep. 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 Well, I if think. These people I think... are making money. Maybe it's because they don't have anybody coming in. <laughs> If yep. you give them one more reason, that's one more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. We have int- some really coming up soon openings of new businesses in town that I'm really excited about. I don't know much about them at this point, but I know that um, a number of businesses have opened. We've had ribbon cuttings or building a better border town, not I. Um, Building a better border town has had ribbon cuttings and they have some more coming up. So Ellen's really good. You know, she puts a lot of time into trying to develop, you know, uh, relationships with new businesses and, um, she sees herself as a, as a puzzler. Uh, when she was a little girl, I guess she made leaf houses, <laughs> and I can't explain it to you. It's best to listen to her "Be Inspired" podcast episode to let her explain what she used to do. But she sees, you know, putting different things, businesses together, and nonprofits together, or people together, as putting a puzzle together. And yeah, it's it's a really nice analogy. I really. You know, yeah. I think it's really cute. Okay. I mean, I was even just thinking in in this moment just now was even just thinking, um, incorporate Eileen and my cousin. And I know she's well, the Tri-County Chamber is a bigger scale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. You know, in it's fact, also helping you cast a wider net. Absolutely. And I know that we're all connected. Yeah. 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 We're all connected. I, in fact, 
Eileen and I used to see each other all the time during festivals. She'd have a table for Tri-County Chamber. I'd have a table for what I was doing at that particular time, which was probably Bear Fever. But um, we used to see each other all the time. And of course, you know, during Boyertown's Progress event every year, um, the Tri-County hosts that. And it's a really special evening because so many important leaders in the community and business people and so forth come and, you know, get see, see one another again. So it's a good thing. Yeah, we're connected with the Tri-County for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, have them as part of that cross-promotion too. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just, I know I'm throwing it sounds like a lot of great ideas and, you know, I know it's not as simple as what I'm making it sound, but well, every, there are, uh, there are lots of good ideas in the world. It's just getting them implemented that yeah, and, and I, finding I, yeah, the right I, people to implement them. You know, the you people who have the passion, the people who have the time. Yeah. Are yeah, you hinting again that I need to come back? What was that? Are you hinting again that I need to come back? Yes. Boy, you're down. <laughs> Yes, you do. But I don't blame you for wanting to stay in sunny Florida. And, and you know, I also get that I'm preaching to the choir. You know, well, are, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Even, even possibly things that um, you've even thought about or, or, or tried you know, to do. Tried to implement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But you know, if I guess the other thing is if you go back to them and say, hey, you know, here's somebody else who's seen this on the bigger scales. Yep. Work yep. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the campaigns that, there. for example, the Zuba Realty um, organization did a couple of years ago that I really loved was they, um, this was, I guess, right after COVID and trying to get, bit, trying to get people in restaurants again. They yeah. would do little videos, you know, and, and offer prizes and so forth um, to get people to go to different restaurants around town. It was really, it was really a cool thing. So, but again, what is it again? Cause I just thought about the same thing, you know, kind of an opportunity to put my money where my mouth is. What is the opening that you have this coming Saturday? The opening is for the exhibit that you saw this past week. The exhibit is entitled vivid. Vivid. And, I was thrive, but vivid. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the title of it is Vivid. We've had it up for a couple of weeks so that Sue, who, you know, who, so that Sue could spend her Thanksgiving vacation or not vacation, her Thanksgiving uh, getting ready to entertain her family and so forth. She wouldn't have to also worry about opening a show. So she put it up early. But we are opening it. We're having a hard opening. We had a soft opening a couple of weeks ago, but we're having our hard opening during the holiday tour on Friday. And then Randy Renninger, who is doing the, uh, what is it, Team Asylum yeah. Esports for Pokemon Go. He's coming into the studio during Chillin' on Main, inviting uh, video game players to come in and play and also trying to promote what he's got going on, this tournament that's happening at the YMCA in February, February 18th. So he's using Chilling on Main, which is a smart thing to do, using Chilling on Main when there are hundreds of people walking around town 
to try to acquaint them with what he's doing, Team Asylum, and to get them hyped up about the tournament, the Pokemon Go tournament that's coming in February at the Y. So that's what's happening. But we will have our opening and, you know, invite all kinds of people who are walking around town, seeing homes decorated for the holidays, seeing some of our businesses, you know, doing a push uh, over the weekend because they know people will be coming into town People come into the studio and some of them for the very first time. And even after 16 years saying, I didn't know you were here. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've been working at it pretty hard, but it takes time. I kind of not, I kind of try not to be that person here in Tampa. You know, I try to look around as I'm driving down the street and and start to memorize and start to learn things because, you know, I remember before GPS, you just gave somebody directions and you were verbal about it and you told them how to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew things on street corners. Yeah. So that you could tell somebody where to turn right. Yeah. Or left or whatever. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. We, we Pennsylvania Dutchmen, you know, give us, give, give people the directions. Now, if you see this red barn, you went too far. <laughs> if your directions were any went damn good, I wouldn't go too far. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah. And you know, I was delighted to know that with this Pokemon Go thing, they have each of the bear fever bears. I heard that's fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Is that is that something that they put inside the bear? Or do they know GPS thing? Yeah, I have no idea. It's like a geocache. I don't know that there's anything physical there, but somehow one of their characters perhaps lives in or around yeah. digitally. Yeah. Just digitally. The bears. Right. The bears. Right. Yeah. Not that I understand anything. <laughs> I could be yeah. Yeah. yeah, making it up. Yeah, I and I get more of it now, but when that first came out in like, you know, the 20 teens, whatever it was, I was already walking around Lafayette Park in DC, you know, chasing all the knuckleheads that want to, you know, think right. they're, 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 you know, um, sheet white skin tone and they say they're Barack Obama's cousin. Yeah, yeah no, you're not. <laughs> right. You no, know, he's part white, but he ain't that part white. Right. <laughs> uh, so I'm already chasing these knuckleheads around Lafayette Park. I don't want to be, you know, looking for a little cartoon character yet. But <laughs> there was actually one in Lafayette Park. That was the big, you know, White House location. Um, but uh, yeah, now that when he says about, you know, people are doing it to get out and be social and and get exercise, I'm like, yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. Well, it makes a little I, bit. I don't know if we talked about this before, but for me, what was so inspired? Did we talk about? Randy, did we talk about this before? Anyway, not, I'll not repeat death. myself. Okay. But yeah. what I what I was inspired by, you know, when I got to know Randy through the Be Inspired podcast that we recorded together, was that he's he's me because what he wants. Oh, to you! Do, I did hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wants he he wants people to have a team. He yeah. wants to give people, all people, no matter who they are, no matter what physical 
attributes they may have, even if they're at home stuck in their basement because they have some sort of major disability. He wants them to be able to get together with other people and and participate and play. That's the Misfits. And I love that. Yeah, that's the Misfits, that. the Saturday Night Show. Remember I told you, you just mentioned stuck in a basement. That made me say two of the members of the Misfits are in wheelchairs. Is that right? Yeah. I listened to one of their episodes recently. They're a kick. Yeah. 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 They're not for everybody. <laughs> not for everybody. Right. Uh, two of the Misfits are in wheelchairs. One of those two is an amputee. Um, no kidding. She's a bit of a bullshitter. Uh, she was a former police officer. No kidding. He said that she was run over or hit by a car on the job and she lost it that way. And yeah. one of the other guys that knows her better is like, you know, shaking his head into the camera. It turns out she's diabetic mm -hmm. and she because of diabetes. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. But yeah, I think you should move back to Boratown and implement some <laughs> of these ideas. <laughs> just, just start the same thing down here. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I'll I be could do that. All of Hudson. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the rest of your day? Um, I'm up now. I think what this is going to be is like when I finished a week of, of um, midnight shifts, I would come home in the morning, go to sleep, but set my alarm for like 11 or 1130 to force myself to get up mm -hmm. so that, you know, come after dinner tonight, I'm dead tired. Mm -hmm. I will go to bed because I'm probably, we, we kind of go backwards. So it's going to be a long day after a midnight. So if, if I would have just finished a midnight, this would have been my Monday work day. Mm -hmm. Now I'll go to bed early tonight, wake up whenever on Tuesday and go to work Tuesday afternoon and start, gotcha. you know, um, uh, the four to 12 shift or whenever that actually starts, it rotates, you know, depending on the assignment. But uh, you wouldn't come off a midnight shift at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and then immediately start a two to ten. That's right. that's called shortchanging. And I would be working two days to work, two shifts in one calendar day, which is illegal. Um, ah, interesting. They, 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 you, they, it's illegal if, if you're given time off. It's got to be a new shift. Uh, we work, you know, 18 hour day sometimes, right. but um, right. that's right. consistent. That's continual. Right. Um, right. Right. They can't send you home and bring you back in without it being, you know, a huge emergency that you would want to take part in solving. But, uh, well, I think we've wrapped up. Um, this would be episode number three for the weekend or for the week. Whoa. Excellent. Yeah, about an hour and two minutes now. So, um, yeah, for the whole recording session of today. Uh, so, well, it's, it's kind of fun getting back into what real life I've got another holiday weekend coming up with the opening on Friday night and chilling on Maine yeah. on Sunday. But then I was telling my friends earlier today in an email, I'm planning to hibernate starting Sunday for yeah. at least a little while, yeah. you know, we to get ready for you know. weekends coming up in, a month, you know, because a yes. month after Thanksgiving is Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got to well, get ready get for that. Down. Let me get these dates down that I took while you okay. were talking. Um, for the Studio B opening, Vivid, 
is opening on 12-1 on Correct. Friday. Correct. Yep. And Team yep. Asylum slash Chilling on Main is on 12-2. Correct. Yep. What are there? Are there more dates for Chilling on Main? Nope. That's it. That's it's just Saturday. Okay. Yep. Right. Cool. That's this Saturday. Yep. And yep, but then yep. Chilling on Main is all up and down Philadelphia Avenue. That's correct. Yep. Anything and it on, should like, be really fun. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Okay, well, buddy. Maybe that'll be, uh, that'll be Mom, Dad, Bo, and Lori's uh, Orioles night on Saturday or Friday or one of one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. All right. Sounds good. I'm Jay Stahl. And I'm Yergs. And this is Both Sides Now. Take care, buddy. Be in touch. Yep, you too, dear. All right. Yep. We'll see you again. Okay. Bye. All right, everybody. See ya.